Praise the Lord. First uh, Corinthians chapter 14. Good morning. How are you? Praise the Lord. Uh, you still remember where we left off last week? Oh, you have forgotten. Yeah? Still remember? <laughs> so that how can we continue if you don't remember? Praise the Lord. <sighs> it's not a dog. Go. Praise the Lord. So we were talking about how to become wealthy, right? And we discussed the importance of several things that has to be implemented by you in order to set in motion that reality. Um, be honest, all right? How many of you <coughs> truly believe that God wants you to be rich. I truly believe. So almost all of us, right? How many of you believe that wealth is God's will for his children? your hands down. How many of you have done something about it? And how many of you now are rich and wealthy in net worth? What is the difference between that first question and the last question. Uh -huh. Desire and result. All right? Someone else? Or rather, what do those two questions reveal about you. Because the first answer and the last answer are polarities apart. So what does it say 
about you and about God. Yeah. Process. Okay. You're not rich yet. Okay. Yeah. Take a guess. You said you said you believe that God wants you rich and wealthy, but then you're not rich. So what does that say? You gotta answer me because you answered me on the first question. Yeah. No diligence, okay? No wisdom, no wisdom right? Yes, D? Heaven applied. Heaven applied, yes. <clears throat> Not knowing the how. Not knowing the how, yes? Come on. Not knowing when. <laughs> 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 Come on, try. Yeah? Blurt it out, blurt it out. Yeah? Like of action, time. The standard is set by God and it depends on the effort of the individual. Okay, the standard is set by God and depends on the effort of the individual to live. In action and inconsistency. In action and inconsistency, yeah? Hmm? Come on, blur it out. Just blur it out. Laziness. Lack of discipline, laziness, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not doing, yeah. All those things stem from one thing. Lukewarmness, yeah. <laughs> you don't believe. You don't believe. Because if, if, if you believed that it was God's will that you are rich, you'd be rich. The fact that you are not rich is proof positive that you don't believe that God wants you rich. Because if you believe, you would have. So you don't believe. So there's something in your core belief system that is warped. That is, you know what I mean, warped, entangled. That is not functioning right. Because your beliefs, beliefs do not translate to reality. At any time, belief does not translate to reality. It is not belief. It's not belief. So I ask you the first question. Everybody's hands was up. I ask you the last question. Everybody's hands were down. And this tells me that you don't really believe that God wants you well, wealthy, rich, and abundant. You don't believe it. Because all these other things you mentioned, right? Inconsistency, inaction, all these other things you, which are right, stem from unbelief. 
I said, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The last chapter, I mean the last, the last verse. Faith, grace, and truth. Faith, say it with me. Faith, grace, and truth. components necessary for being affluent, wealthy, rich. Remember, the scripture says, a man's riches shall be his ransom. It means if a man is not rich, he has no ransom. He has no protection, no defense, no way out, no way of escape. Because riches provide security. Riches are a weapon. They are a weapon. So I want to read you. Okay. Let's read 1 Samuel. Let's read 1 Samuel and then we'll read 1 Corinthians. All right? 1 Samuel. Let me just get the chapter for you. 1 Samuel chapter, I think it's chapter 2, verse 6. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 6. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and he brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he lifts up. Verse 8. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. The Lord raises the... He does what? To make them... To make them rich. So who raises the poor? Now, if the poor are not raised, does it mean the Lord did not raise them? What does it mean? Because Jesus said, the poor you will always have among you. It's a certainty that there will always be poor people in the world. Question is, is it God's will? That's a question. Is it God's? Does God want you poor? He wants you? All right. That question we'll answer maybe toward the end. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
Because there seems to be a relationship between being rich and being poor. And that is actually a very important relationship. A very, I said a very important relationship. We'll answer that question later. The last verse of First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, let's read please. And now what? Now what? Now what? Leave that faith part. Now uh, what? Now what? That means remains. Right? Now remains what? That is to say, these are three enduring principles which never fail and never become outdated. You will always need faith. You will always need hope. You will always need love. They are for ever. And this is, this is remarkable because these three principles can be attached to, to timeline. If you look at hope, it's for the future. If you look at faith, it's for now. If you look at love, it's forever. Right? It's always. Right? So with love, you can function in all seasons and not fail. Hope cannot function now. Hope is for tomorrow. But what makes hope now is faith. And he says, these three, they abide. These three, they remain. What does that mean? It means a man can operate by these three virtues and never fail. So the Bible is showing us the path to longevity and relevance to the present. So faith, hope, and love. Says they what? So if you lack these three qualities in your life, you'll always fail. You'll always come short. You'll always be disappointed. You will always come to failure. Why? Because these are three virtues or principles that guarantee that a man in this world does not fail. The absence of which is a guarantee, a certainty that one would fail. So I want us to look at the first two, all right? Faith. Because faith and hope are married together. 
right? They are the child of love. The Bible says faith worketh by love. <coughs> worketh by love means it's energized by love. Well, that's a subject for another time. But let's look at faith and how it contributes to your life and the pursuit of wealth, of prosperity, and riches. Because if they remain, they must play a role in you becoming rich and you becoming wealthy. And if that is the case, then they are very essential qualities and virtues to possess. To possess, to have. Because you cannot be rich, you cannot be wealthy if you don't have faith. Are you listening to me? You cannot be, and you cannot be if you don't have faith. That's why I said you don't believe that God wants you well, that God wants you rich, that God wants you wealthy. You know, these, these kind of things, uh, subjects, stir different emotions within each and every single one of us. And depending on your strength in the Word of God, I can tell you that inside, every time this subject or similar subjects to this come up in your hearing, you cringe inside. You cringe. You, you, you know if you had an ex, an ex that hurt you, right? <laughs> and every time you hear their names, right? And you still have that thing, right? And you hear their name mentioned in your hearing. You, you know what happens inside you, right? Yeah? <laughs> Outside you act okay, but body language-wise, you see, <laughs> maybe you're sitting like this. When the name is mentioned... Right? And that's the kind of relationship that most of us has with this subject. You're not free around this subject. Uneasy. Why? Because it's a light. And what, do, what does light do? It casts light and exposes Right? What is hidden? And when that light is cast, really what is exposed is your aversion to riches. You hate the rich. You don't like people that are rich. Look, 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 you, you, you don't like people that are, you, you're very bitter towards them. Why are you bitter toward them? 
Yeah, it's a question. Because it's true. You, can, you may not verbalize it, but you don't like rich people. You don't like them. Anger? No, be honest. Or let me see, you don't like rich white people. You, you have a problem with their wealth. You feel they stole it. And, and if you investigate, when did they steal it? How did they steal it? Because you never had it. You always assume that successful people got their success the wrong way. Because you assume that you have done the right way. If somebody is successful, be honest. I think we're trying to help you. We're trying to get you to the place where you can be wealthy, right? You don't like successful people. You are bitter toward them. You are. You, you want us to bring it home? Yeah? To your cousin. Yeah? Who seems to have everything in their lives working out for them, except you. And the thought around their success is that, nah, it can't be. Nah, 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 well, somewhere. <laughs> right? Because that's how we assume people got their success. And their success reminds us of our invalidity in the marketplace. So why don't you like successful people? Why don't you like them? Why? Is it because you want to be like them or is it because you don't understand why they are not like you. <clears throat> we always want to pull people into our own gravitational pulls, into our own gravitational force. If we can't be like them, then something, or they, I mean, if they can't be like us, then something is wrong with them. And that, that is in relation to success. So why don't you like success? Why don't you like riches? Why don't you like it? And you know how you religionize it? Ah, God said the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> So the question is, why? You don't like your boss. 
because he's richer than you. Don't like him. He's richer than you, you so you, you hate him. You, you are bitter toward him. You see, un unless and until you deal with that bitterness, trust me, you, 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 your chances of becoming rich are zero. Because it, it is a reflection of your internal relations and interactions surrounding the subject. So if a person says, or if a person around you is richer than you, you have a certain attitude toward them. No, you can look at me like, you know, with those puppy eyes. It's the truth. You're jealous of people that are more successful, especially people around you. You're jealous. Look at me. Let's be honest. You're jealous. You're envious. Right? True? True? Your, 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 your cousin lives in a, lives in a, a six-bedroom house. You live in a four-room house. That's a six-bedroom. You live in a four. You hate him. You don't like him. What has he done to you? The only thing he's done to you was that he was successful in your face. You, you would rather not see him. You would rather avoid him than to humble yourself and learn from him. I'm trying to answer a very important question. Why are you poor? It is because you do not appreciate success. You do not appreciate success. Therefore, what you do is that you, you alienate yourself from that reality manifesting in your life. So your hate or your, your unappreciation to success is the reason why you don't have it. It's deep. It's deep. You can, you, can, you can be happy for someone that you don't know because their life don't affect you. But the one you know must never be above you. No, some of you have those things. You don't just, you don't say them. You don't say them, but, but they are the reason why you, you're still there at that level. Because if you're going to rise to that level and beyond, the one thing and first thing you must do is have a deep appreciation for successful people. irrespective of who they are, whether or not they are related to you, you must have a deep appreciation for success and successful people. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Because that is 
a window, a door of opportunity for you. Very rich people are really bitter. The majority of poor people are very bitter people. Have you ever seen rich people strike? Burn tires on the streets? Vandalize uh, 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 resources? Why? Why are the poor the ones that vandalize the very resources that they would need afterward? Why? They want everybody to be like them. They feel they are the most important among every other group of people. They are the most important. And if they don't eat, nobody must eat. <laughs> if they don't work, nobody. So they block roads. Tell me, why are you blocking roads? If we, the ones that are blocking the roads are not, are not working. The ones that are blocking roads, they're not working. Most of them. Who are they blocking roads for? Why? They, they, why? They hate the ones who work. They would rather that they be like yeah. and suffer with. Yeah. Is bitterness. Is bitterness. Look at when you are suffering. Right? Or when things in your life are not going well. Internally. Internally, you, you, turn, you turn into a competitive uh, machine. Yeah, Mara, bona ola asafare. Bona ola bapila pila. What's happening to you? Bitterness. Because the moment you compare what you're going through with somebody who's not going through it, it shows that you have an aversion. That means, according to you, we'd rather suffer, like at school, right? You, if, 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 if the teacher gave you your, your test results and you failed, right? The first thing you'd do is you'd close yours and you'd look at your friends and you'd look at your friends. If they are relatively at the same level, you are, you are fine. Because at least you are not alone, right? But when you are alone, what begins to happen to you? You recluse. So you are okay when your failure is the same with other people's failure. When your performance is at the same level with other people, then you are comfortable. But once people around you step it up a notch and you don't, you have a problem. All of a sudden, they don't love you anymore. All of a sudden, they, they don't seem to be caring for you anymore. 
What am I saying to you? If you grow up around failure, failure becomes a norm. If you grow up around poverty, if you grow up around lack, and you saw that every single day of your life, that thing has normalized into your system. So that's why you don't see a problem with where you are right now in life. And that's why you don't feel the need to intensify your, your qualities, intensify uh, your growth and your development. Why? Because it's what you see every day. We're suffering together. Listen to what the Bible says. It says the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, they what? They vexed the righteous soul of Lord. He was affected. So never think that what you are exposed to does not affect you. Mm. Let me show you something, right? Let's just say you just got your pensions, ne? and you decide, let me extend my house, let me do my house. Where are you going to get the plan from? Where? From the neighbor. You're going to get it from where? From the Why is everything common? <laughs> Why? Why is everything common? Olive Lady Gate. Olive the shapes of the house. <laughs> And when I recollect that turning the other boat, you see what you are used to. Do you see what you are used to? Yeah. And all those things fuel your unbelief in wealth. They fuel it. They strengthen it. And they make that rich become impossible. <coughs> Why? Because you appreciated more what you were exposed to than what you wanted. That means you have no hope. What is seen is not hope. And that is all you see. You see, life begins to change for you when the infusion of hope is greater than what your eyes are exposed to. So you can't see wealth if you don't appreciate it. You can't see it. It's impossible to see it. Especially when all you have seen is poverty. You're vexed. You're vexed. So if, if, if imagine if you have no appreciation for what wealth success can do for you, how can you hope for it? Mm. 
How can you see it? You can't because you have no template. You see that? You have no template. Because if you want to build a beautiful house, you can't get your template from where you live. Because beautiful there is not beautiful out there. And what is beautiful here is not beautiful when you get there. So you may think, ah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's because that's all you see. That's all you? That's all you? So you have no hope. If you read John chapter 5, he says, The Father loveth the Son, and he shows him all things which he does, and the Son does it in return. So Jesus did what he saw. So the measurement of, or the limits of his potentials were not confined to what his eyes were exposed to, but what he constantly saw beyond. That is hope. Hope is the anticipation of a reality that your physical life or your physical world is not living in. That's hope. It's an expectation, an anticipation of a life not lived. You get that? Do, do you get that? In other words, you, you want to be rich, right? What hope is, is an anticipation of that life, right? That one day, I am going to be rich. How many, in the last two, two months, right? How many of you have thought about the fact that you're going to be rich, if that was your hope, more than a hundred times. What, what would you say to yourself? Let, let, me, let me find out. What would you say to yourself? You would tell yourself that. You? You tell yourself that, that you're rich. How, how, would you, how would you go about it? No, no, I'm saying, how would you go about telling yourself that? What would stimulate the, that, uh, that, that thought? This, and then what, what would you say? You? What would you say? And what was stimulated? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And you? What would stimulate it? Remember I said to you, there's a relationship between poverty and rich, right? Remember? I, I, said, I said to you, there's a... A very important relationship, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Poverty serves as fuel. Mm -hmm. 
as energy for visualizing being rich. You see, if you use external stimuli, it does not last because external stimuli changes. But if you use internal stimuli of what you see every day, is different. Because what then happens is that you are not trying to get another person's life. You are trying to superimpose and supplant this life. And that is the difference between faith and fantasy. Because fantasy pulls its inspiration from the external. Faith pulls its what? Its anticipation, its energy, its stimulation from the present, the current. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So why does, 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 does poverty uh, uh, stimulate or help fuel the reality of being wealthy? It's because of what poverty is. What poverty is? Do you know what poverty is? What is poverty? Come, let's talk. What is poverty? Yeah? Yeah? Just blurt it out. What? Absence of wealth? Lack? Lack of what? Lack of resources, yeah? Yeah? Lack of money, yeah? Bondage, suffering, yeah? Yeah? Inability to meet your needs, yeah? Despondency, yeah? Broken mindset, yeah? Lack of prosperous thinking, yeah? <laughs> You know what poverty is? Yeah? You know what poverty is? It's grace. <laughs> poverty is humility and grace. It's what? It's what? It's humiliation, right? Inferred upon by who? Yeah? Inferred upon by who? The purpose of grace. Poverty is humility and grace. Blessed are the poor, for they shall, for they shall, no, they shall, do what? The poor shall inherit what? The poor, they shall inherit what? In another setting, they shall inherit the? The poor, the, the poor, they shall what? Inherit what? The poor. The? 
They shall inherit. Mm. You know the grace of how that he 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 what for what purpose? So the availability of riches was made possible by the grace of poverty. So Jesus became poor that you may be rich. So until or unless he became poor, you could not be rich. So the possibility for being rich comes from where? Uh-uh. From Jesus doing what? Why could he not make you rich without him being poor? He was rich, but he became poor that you, through his poverty, might become rich. He, Jesus, why couldn't he just make me rich? Why did he need to become poor? It's called grace. 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 I said faith, grace, and truth. So what does that mean about poverty? Does God instigate or incite poverty upon men? Does he do that? Does he do that? Okay. Why did God allow Satan to strip Job of his wealth? Look at me. Why did God allow Satan to strip Job of his wealth? Yeah? To give him what grace? To give him grace, what grace? No. No. Close. What grace? All right, all right. Look at Job's end. Look at Job's beginning. Right? In the end, Job had what? Twice the wealth, twice the children than when he had had in his beginning. Why, why, I'm asking again, why did God allow Satan to strip Job of his wealth of his children so that God could give him so so God could give him but God why, why couldn't God give Job more without God stripping it away first yeah because of the, the opposite 
He had to teach him what? God gives more grace to what? The humble. Remember, water flows to the lowest point. For, for more water, for more water, quality of water to flow in your direction, you've got to go lower than where you are. Because water flows to the lowest point. So that means the highest in God should be what? The lowest. Look at Jesus. Therefore, he humbled himself. He humbled he humbled, he humbled, he humbled, he humbled, even to the point of, so that is the extremity of humility. Therefore, God has what? Highly exalted him and given him the highest office in the universe. So you can't have more until you have what? Minus. Because if God gives you more on top of what you have, there, 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 there is no what? There is no filter. There is no protection. Because the only way to protect what God has given you is through humility. And how do you learn humility without humiliation? And how do you access grace without being humble? God says he resists the proud. You, you, you know what a proud say? I'm, I'm, I'm a king. I, I shouldn't be here. I should be suffering like this. I'm a king. I shouldn't be at this point in life. You're proud. Why? Because you are rejecting the very state that would bring increase into your life. I asked a question, why did God allow Job, allow Satan to strip Job of all his wealth? If, if, if you read the entire story, Job, what, what reason was there? Was there a reason? If you really look at it, was there a reason? There was no reason, right? It seemed like God just, but then you read, you read the end part, the last chapter of Job you realize what the reason was. Number one, it was to teach Job humility. And it was that humility that brought an increase, a hundredfold. There's a reason why we have four seasons in one year. We don't have four seasons in four years. Four seasons in one year. You have spring, you have summer, you have autumn, you have winter. And all those seasons matter. God said, as long as what? The earth remains, seed time and harvest. Shall, be, shall not what? All the seasons shall be kept, shall be retained. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. So... Grace, <laughs> truth is that true wealth comes from poverty. 
true comes from true wealth comes from okay second Corinthians True wealth comes from poverty. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six. Are we there? Amen. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six. Please read. For it is. For it is. The it is who did what? Who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Wait. For it is the, the, the God who did what? Who what? Who what? Let's substitute command, right? Yeah. Put their spoke. Who what? Spoke. Uh -uh. Who spoke? Light. Yeah? Spoke to? Light. Yes, spoke to. For it is the God who did what? Spoke to light. Yeah? To shine out of darkness. So where does light come from? Darkness. According to scripture. Darkness. Where did God fetch darkness? I mean light from? Darkness. I ask, where did God fetch light from? Darkness. God fetched from read John chapter 1. John chapter 1 verse number Are we there? Verse number four and five. Here. Yeah. In him was life. In him was life. In him was life. In him was life. Yeah. And the life was the light of men. Mm. And the light shines in the darkness. Wait. The light shines. Where? In the darkness. The light shines where? In the darkness. And does the darkness go away? No. Mm. The darkness was confused. Why am I still here? Because is, is, is the purpose of light not to dispel darkness? Then why does light shine in darkness? And the darkness is not dispelled and driven away. It's because darkness has a role here. So God commands light to shine out of darkness. So if you're going to be rich, if you're going to be wealthy, where is it going to come from? Where is it going to come from? So right where you are is actually...
Do you get me? Right where you are is actually... Now, when does that place become destructive? When you do not extract from that place its purpose. Because the purpose of that place is to make you humble and become prosperous. He raises the poor. God doesn't make, God doesn't make the rich rich. He makes the poor rich. Are, are you listening to me? He makes the weak strong. He doesn't make the strong strong. He makes the weak strong. So God's, the, 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 the immeasurability of God's power only is manifested when weakness is present. So God's strength repels what? Strength. If you're strong, God can help you. If you're rich, God can help you. So that means there has to be an origin story of your riches. And that origin story has to be at the place where only God can intervene. God doesn't find you along the way, Baba. He doesn't find you along the way and then continues with you. If you find you along the way, you know what he says? He says, let's go to the beginning. Why? Because God wants your origin story to include him. He wants to be your alpha and he wants to be your omega. So some of you are saying, no, God, you found me along the way. Be my in the middle. No. No, God, can, God cannot be in your middle. Look at what Jesus said to the rich young man. He says, go sell all your riches and give to the poor, then follow me. The man says, hmm. Why? Because he, he didn't want to start over with Jesus. Because had that man followed Jesus with his riches, then he would not have ascribed his state and his estate to Jesus. It would have been him. My power have given me this wealth. So God says, no, 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 no. Sell the work, boy. What I'm going to do is that I'm, I'm going to impoverish you so that you land in that state. Paul says, to what? To be abased. So that you learn in that state that you can do all things, not by yourself, but through me. That's the truth. The truth is that you can only be rich in God if you are poor first. He does not father the fathered. He fathers the fatherless. He's a husband to widows. If you have a husband, he can't be your husband. The only time he, he can qualify to be your husband is if, is if you don't have a husband. That's one of the reasons why Jesus said, if you do not want to negate the fatherhood of God in your life, call no man father on earth. Because once you say you are my father, you are my father, you connect your source, you connect your origin here. So the father can have a place. 
Why? Because God wants to be a part of your origins and your endings. If you look at the life of Job, you realize that God was in his beginning and he was in his ending. So before there was God, what, what, what did God do? He removed everything. He removed everything before him. And what was left at the end of Job's life was everything after him. Because he wants to be a part of your origin stories. <sighs> so the purpose of poverty, of lack, is what? It's seasonal. Remember, he says, what you see is subject to change. That means the wealth is the eternal part. You don't have it. That's the eternal. Do, do, do you get it? Do you get it? What is seen is not hope. But what is not seen. And what is... And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the expectation, the hope of the righteous shall not be cut short. So let me teach you Hebrews 11. One, stop being bitter towards successful people. They are proof that it is possible. <laughs> Did you understand that? There are only proofs that it is possible. There are footprints on your path, on your journey to wealth. The question is not why are you poor? The question is what is the purpose of this poverty? That, that's, what, that, that's what you should, you should question, its purpose, not its reason for being there. Because its presence is divine. The Lord maketh poor and he maketh rich. <coughs> So if God makes you poor, huh, then th that means he has a story to tell. He has a story to tell. Why? Because he wants to give you grace. See, this is how you tell or you can have, th these are what we call indicators of the hand of God on a life. Look at David, rejected, unwanted. He was alienated in his own household. The boy who lived on the backside of the mountain. And all his brothers were well-established men of stature, men well-respected in the community. But there was one young boy was given charge of shepherding sheep. Menial work. God made him. If, if you look at it from a human perspective, you think his brothers had an advantage in life. But that one had an advantage. Why? Because when God wanted a king, he did not go to a military general. He went and looked for a shepherd. 
He went and looked for a shepherd. Not for military boys. So what was unappealing was actually what God wanted. I call it the paradoxity of truth. Let's read. <coughs> Hebrews 11. Now. Mm, now faith. Is the substance of what? <laughs> faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith. What? Faith. Is what? Uh, read it again. Do you see why you, you will never be rich without faith? Because faith is the substance of what? Now, wealth is our subject, right? What is the substance of wealth? Do you know what substance means? It, 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 the word there is hypostasis. It means the essence, the base, the raw material, the main ingredient. So the main ingredient of wealth is what? The main, the main, the essence of wealth is what? If wealth is your hope, if being rich is your hope, what is the substance of that hope? Is what? It's faith. Is what? Is what? What? What creates wealth? What's going to create your wealth? What's going to create it? What's going to create it? What's going to make you money? Faith. What? Faith. Let me show you. I think maybe if you, you visualize this, you can see it. Maybe if you visualize this, you can see it. Maybe if you visualize this, you can see it. Hmm. Just get a new note. Let's do this. So come, come stand here, go. Come stand here, hold this. Let me show the people this. Stand behind this. Draw a line from here. So you can see the straight line, right? Everything above this line 
is what you want, right? His dollar, his money, right? It's a house. Right? It's a car. Right? Is what you want. Right? And you don't have, right? It's a ring. Right? It's a baby. Holiday. Right? So, everything, everything, everything above here is what you want. Right? You don't, you don't have this, right? You don't have this. You don't have this. You don't have this. You don't have this. We don't have this. Right? So just think about everything beyond the line as everything that you want. It's not there. It's not... What's going to make it? What's going to make it? What's going to make it? What's going to make this? 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 What's going to make all that? This is you. Right? This is you. You want all of this. Right? So all these, do they exist? Yes. Where? <coughs> do they exist? Yes. Do they? Yes. Where? They exist where? In your mind. Are they real? Do you have them? No. Do you feel them? No. Yeah? You don't feel them, but you say they are real. They're in your mind. They are what you are hoping for. They are what you are dreaming about. They're what you are anticipating, expecting. Now, how are we going to get this guy to have all these things here. How are we going to get this guy connected to these things? How? How? So now faith is the substance. Faith 
is the substance. Faith is the substance. Faith is the person of these things. So faith is the one that convinces you that this is yours, this is yours, this is yours. Faith convinces you. And then faith does something. Faith gives you the tangible emotion of having this. Now, let me just say, Chris is not here, right? I say, I wish I can see Chris, right? And I say, hey, Chris, come here. And Chris comes, right? When I was talking about him, was Chris here? No. But does Chris exist? Yes. Does Chris exist? Yes. Now, if I want to see Chris, right? And I tell him to come. When I call him, am I with him? Am I with him? No. When am I with Chris? When he's, when, when Chris is, when Chris is here, do I need now to believe in Chris's existence? Why? He's what? Do I need now to be convinced of Chris's reality? Why? Now, Chris, Chris is that faith for what you want. You get me? Chris, when faith comes, all this I have. I don't need to look for anymore. Why? Because, because faith has made this. Faith has made this. Has made this. Now you ask, how? How? Because when I look around, I don't have it. You don't have faith. Because once faith comes, there's no need to look around. Faith takes what is in the future and brings it into your present. So this that you don't see, the car that you don't see, he says faith can make it for you. Why? Because faith is the substance of any physical thing. So everything physical is made out of faith. When, when you look at the ingredients of this thing, the core ingredients of this is faith. When you look at the ingredients of this thing, the core ingredients of this thing is faith. When you look at the ingredients of this, the substance of this is faith. Faith is the substance of creation. Now, now faith is what? The substance the what? The base, the foundation of what? Of what you hope for. Now, as long as you don't have faith, you have hope. But once faith comes, you don't need hope anymore. Because hope is for the future. Faith is for today. So here's the problem with many people. And what, what many people don't understand about faith. They, they think... They think that this here will only arrive here, right? Will leave this unseen dimension and come into this physical dimension, 
when they still hope for it. But the more you hope, the further in the future it goes. The more you hope, the further in the future. So, so your hopes are never reached. Why? Because faith did not come. So the hope of faith, I mean, the, the, the hope of hope or the expectation of hope is that faith will substantiate, will make this. I asked, where does it exist? You said in your mind, right? Now, when faith comes, whatever is in your mind, whatever is in your mind is real. So faith gives concrete to, uh, to what? To, to your desires. Now all this is taking place not in this physical world. No, it's taking place within you. When a man, when a, when a baby is conceived from a man and a woman, right? That baby at the point of conception, uh, begins to develop, right? For nine months, the baby develops. Is the baby there? Yeah? But we don't see it. We don't relate with it. Is it there? Who needs to feel it? You or the mother? Oh. Who needs to feel it? The one that's carrying the baby, right? The baby is tangible to who? To, to you. Is it important that you feel the baby? Is you? Is it important that you feel the baby? Why? Because you're not the one pregnant. <laughs> so many of your faith needs validation from other people. Once, that, once you require validation of what you believe exists, it's no longer faith. Because that would depend on the objectivity of another party. But faith does not need you to believe in what I believe. Faith does not need you to agree with me. As long as I'm convinced of this reality, that is so. So you can go from, I'm going to be rich to I am rich. But one thing about faith, it is public. You can't hide a pregnancy. It is public. It is public. Some of you say you have faith, but your faith is very private. Now, the reason why it's private is because of fear. You are afraid. Now, if I tell them I'm rich, they will want proofs. Yet faith is that proof that you are rich. Not the money, the faith. Yeah, you say you are rich, rich. Where's the proof? I'm telling you. When, 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 when they said you are saved, when they said you are saved, what other proof would you give me? If I ask you now, you say you are saved, prove it to me. Let me see. How? Where's that proof? Where is it? Now, now, does you telling me 
need me to be convinced of what you're telling me. That's how it is. So if you say, I, I, I'm going to be rich, it's future. Everybody can agree with that. Yeah. But nobody agrees with I am rich yeah. when there's no sign. Yeah. When there is no sign. So if you're going to be rich, the first sign would be your faith. Sit down, sir. Thank you so much. The first sign would be your faith if you're going to be rich. Did you hear what I said? The first sign that you're going to be rich, you're going to be wealthy, is what? Your state gives you the grace. Your faith brings the reality. I, your state gives you the grace. That, that means you, you, you qualify to be rich because you are poor. You qualify to be rich because you are poor. Now, that qualification is what gives you the confidence, the boldness to begin building your faith into that arena. So that means, because he says we do not look at what we see. So I don't have to spend time looking at my worn out bed. I don't have to spend time looking at my worn out shoes. I don't have to spend time looking at my worn out clothes. No, I must spend the majority of my time looking at what I don't see. And what I don't see is that I want to be rich. That's what I don't see. So I must go and extract what stimuli that speaks to the objectivity of that reality. So when I'm sleeping on my bed, beside me, I have, I have a picture of the bed I want to sleep in. When I'm in the taxi, I'm sitting, I'm not looking there. I'm in the world. You see, the, 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 there's a truth. There's a reality about what this world is trying to do with the metaverse in trying to escape reality. There's a reality in that that faith makes, that faith, that faith brings into your life because what faith really is, faith is a life in the verse. That's what faith is. And that's really what brings materiality to the unseen dimension. So the problem is, you, you are qualified, but you spend too much time with what you see. You spend too much time with what you see. The only way, like you said, the only way you're going to live laziness if you, if, is if you want, you spend time with what is, does not constitute laziness. The only time you're going to divorce poverty is when you spend time with wealth. When you spend time with wealth. That's the only way. You cannot divorce poverty while you're still with it. poverty. The sign that that man is going to leave you is when he spends more time with another woman than with you. It's a sign he's about to leave. It's a sign. At first, he might try and hide it and play two ways, but you can't hide it. You cannot love the both of them. You will either hate the one or love the other. It does not work that way. So the more time you spend with this one, the, 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 the more signs you give to that one is that I'm divorcing you. 
You're spending too much time with poverty. And you say you want, you want to leave, you want to leave. How can you leave someone you're spending too much time with? And where does poverty live? He lives in a quagmire of bitterness, the quagmire of worry, the quagmire of anxiety. Look at yourself, look at yourself, look at yourself. You qualify for riches, but you are still attached. If you, if you try and leave poverty just for one hour, withdrawal symptoms. If you catch yourself, if you catch yourself, if you catch yourself for one moment, seeing the other world, seeing the other life. No, 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 no. That's not for me. No, no, no. You, you, you cannot live in what you don't embrace. You cannot live with what you don't embrace. So you are, you are fighting a losing burial. With your mouth, you say, I want to leave you poverty. But he keeps you with anxiety, worry. He keeps you. He keeps you. You tell us your home address every time. You worry, <laughs> agitated. We know where you belong. Because you're wondering, what will poverty say? Oh, uh, what will poverty say? I'm spending too much time with riches. What will poverty say? You don't have it, yeah? Physically, you don't. You, you can spend. You can spend time with somebody. You don't. And the goal is to spend more time with wealth and feel less guilty about the state of poverty. I do what I see my father do. I do. See, poverty qualifies you for that grace. But then it is faith that will move you. And remember what I told you. Action is the spirit of faith. So that means that once faith convinces you of the reality of your hope, he says, now you must start behaving like what you have hoped for is a reality. Even before a child is born, your parents start buying clothes, fixing rooms, fixing, even before the child is born, plans are being made. Have you planned for wealth? What plans have you begun making for wealth? That, that's a sign that you, 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 you are entering a new dimension. You see it now. You see it now. Amen. You've been trying to move away 
from poverty. But everywhere you go, you go with him. Everywhere you go, you go with him. When you sit down at the restaurant, give me water. What's your special today? What's the cheapest meal you have? And then you say, but you know you're going to be rich. What's the cheapest meal you have? Your actions violate your speech. Because his faith is convinced that he has possessed wealth. Faith begins to act and interact with his world as the wealth is with him. Otherwise, it's still hope. Yeah, what's a look? And have you noticed what's a look has no, has no due date. It can be next year and it can be in the next 30 years. So Lanka Holuki. Now faith. The Bible says, says, those who through faith subdued kingdoms. How did they do it? It says, through faith. You will never accomplish anything noteworthy for your life in this world without steadfast faith. unmovable, unshakable, unwavering faith. You will never, trust me, you will never. The greatest muscle, the greatest <laughs> virtue you can build, develop, consistently work on in your life is faith. Because faith is the creator of all physicality. No man ever created anything by chance. All, all originate from faith. Nothing is creatable without it. Are you listening to me? Nothing is creatable without it. Every skill, every ability, every intelligence that is built inside you is kept there by faith. That is why Jesus said, anything is possible to him who believes. Why? Because the earth, the physical world, is subject to the spirit world. It's subject. Do you know what I mean, subject? It is slave. It is, it is slave. That means whatever, whatever the spirit world wants to change here on earth, it can change. And the physical world can say nothing about it. Can say nothing about it. 
And how you get the spirit world to work is through belief, through faith. Because it responds to belief. It responds to faith. Because it is the parent dimension by which it functions. Faith created both the spirit and physical world. Faith. So anytime anything in this world begins to believe, that world will respond. That world will respond, will vibrate in accordance of that faith. And will see to it that whatever the belief has placed on comes to materiality. That is the power of faith. That is the power of belief. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And what is faith? Faith is a child offspring of the word of God. That's why as long as the the word of God exists, faith will continue to function. It is the force that controls everything in life. So a man is, has, and who he is because of what he believes. Because of who he believes. It might sound too far-fetched, but trust me, beloved, this is the operation of this entire world. This is the operation of this entire world. If you can believe, and that belief is intensified, Jesus said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? If he didn't believe, Jesus couldn't. The power of Almighty God can't work when there's unbelief. Not not that it won't work. It can't. In in other words, unbelief renders God powerless. You you can make the almighty God weak in your life. Faithless. That's how powerful that is. That's how powerful. That's how powerful. That's how powerful faith is. If you can believe something and truly believe it and be absorbed in it, there is absolutely nothing, no force, no power in this world that can stop that thing from coming to pass. No, it does not exist. Not even God can stop you. That's why God is bound to unbelievers who have faith in themselves. He's bound to help them. Why? The law of faith comes from the word. When a man believes, he's holding God to his word. He's holding God under arrest. If you can learn the power behind faith, I tell you my brother, I tell you my sister, there is no thing in this world that can be too good for you. There is nothing in this world that can be too good for you. The world can resist many things, but it can't resist faith. Faith, this world can't resist. It can't. It has has no mechanisms against faith. And we know that whoever believes in the Son has overcome this world. It's faith. Because faith has no mechanisms. I mean, this world has no mechanisms built against faith. 
Faith can seep through impossibilities. Where you are told that now nah, there it's impossible, you can't enter, you can enter. Where, where a huge billboard sign says no entry for you. And your name is written there. By your faith you can enter. You, 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 I, I wish you understood what I'm trying to communicate to you. Because even though you qualify to be rich, without faith, you can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. And what would happen is that that state you are in would render, your, you would render yourself a citizen of poverty. They are the poor who make themselves rich. They are the rich who make themselves poor. You are the rich that make themselves poor. Why? Faith. Faith. Faith is the only key necessary to open all doors. Because faith can adapt. Faith can machine itself. To any door. So hope says I'm going to be wealthy. Faith does not say I'm going to be wealthy. You know what faith says? I am wealth. I am wealth. And then and then no what you see what. Soccer players, right? The best are convinced that they are good, yes. right? They are the best in the world. Ronaldo was asked this other time, do you believe you are the best in the world? He said, yeah, I'm the best. Now, he spoke like somebody was convinced, right? He believes he's the best. Does he behave like the best? Does he act like the best? Does he execute like the best? Why? He believes he's the best. So all the energy to perform, to act, to train all the energy, the intensity, it comes from where? The fact that he believes. Do you get that? It comes from the fact that he? Believes. Not the fact that he can do it, but he believes. So the doing comes from the believing. You, you want to do before you believe. Yeah, let me do this. Let's see if I can. Yeah. By the time you say, let's see if I can. If I can. You are in, the, you're in another world. You are in another arena. So for you to eliminate all uh, variables, what do you do? You don't look at poverty. Uh, are you, are you listen to me. You don't look at what you have or what you don't have. You don't look at it. That means you, you don't spend one thought on it. You don't use your thought on what you don't, what you see or what you do. Uh, I mean, what you have or what you don't have. You, you don't spend, you don't spend one iota of thought. I don't have money, so what? I don't have money, so what? I don't have resources, so what? What do you mean, so what? So what? Now, this is what many of you do. 
Uluela to dwell on it. No, come back. I'm, I'm, we are talking about this issue. Hey, so what? I remember one story of one great man of God. He was away on a crusade. His wife was pregnant. So she, she had a miscarriage. Went to the hospital, said, no, sorry, he had a miscarriage. So she didn't tell him, right? Because she wanted to disturb him. Waited for him to come back two weeks later. Two weeks later, he's coming back, hug, hug the wife. You know, guy's tired, fix me something to eat. Let me, but the guy goes to shower, fix something to eat. The wife fixes him something to eat, sits down. And then the wife's like, I need to tell you something, you know. Uh, while you were away, uh, I had a miscarriage. The, the, the man of God was eating. The man of God said, stop lying, you're fine. The wife said, but I, I said I had, I had a miscarriage. The, the husband said, I don't want to hear about it. You're lying. Continued eating. The wife said she spoke no more of it, right? Four months later, water broke, gave birth. But she went to the hospital. They removed their feeders. But the baby came out. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about faith. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about faith, a refusal to allow the circumstances to tell and conclude your life. The guy never spoke about it. The, the, the woman never spoke about it anymore. Nine months later, gave birth to a child. True story. True story. The just shall live by. That means you, you, you leave. Jesus said, take no thought. What you shall? What you shall? What you shall? Take no thought. Don't give a thought. So learn, take no thought. Take no thought. Take no thought. What we shall drink? Take no thought. When it's time to drink, you will drink. <laughs> <laughs> When it's time to eat, you will eat. When it's time to dress, you will dress. Oh, beloved. Understand this. Understand this. Jesus. Now, Jesus said this. He, he said, the reason why I don't want to you to think about it is because I want you to consider one thing. Is not your life. Is not your life more than what? Food. And your body. And who gave you your body? Who gave you your life? If God gave you the greater, will he not give you the lesser? Oh ye of... Faith has nothing to do with what happens. Whatever happens, faith says, whatever happens, let it happen. Because... It does not have the power to deter my power. Mm. 
my ability. So that's why faith is not afraid of anything. It's not afraid of the storm, not afraid of the night, not afraid. No, why? Because none of those things can affect faith's power. You mean I must not think about? <laughs> well, well, I I read the Bible. Jesus wrote the Bible. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that you don't think? Oh well, I'm living and die. I eat, don't die. I breathe, don't die. I'm dressed, am I not? Hmm. What, what should that tell you? That the dresser of the vineyard dresses me. That the feeder of the birds feeds me. It, 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 it's something you, you, you've got. It's a, it's a conscious thing. It's a conscious thing. Who helps me? Who must help you? Who must help you? You see, those, those questions are questions that, that bring you deeper into the pit. Who is, is there not God? Is there not God? Did you not promise to help? Did you not say, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? So what are you talking about? You see, circumstances have a tendency of exposing your unchristian mind. And the, 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 the challenge, the challenge is to Christianize your mind to the point that even circumstances can unchristianize you. Listen, you can ignore the whispers of circumstances. You see, the moment you ignore them, you, you, you nullify their potency. You see, the circumstance is telling you, I want to remain in your life. So I, I, I constantly need to come to you for approval. This part, listen to it again. This part, listen to it. You will hear me say it. Rewind and play it again. It, it, it wants your approval. You see, it knows if, 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 if you ignore it and don't give it attention and don't give it room, it will shrink to the place of insignificance and therefore dissipate, thereby dissipate from your life. So it constantly wants your attention so that it can retain the validation of remaining. So it, it comes to you every now and then. Yeah, and then as routine when, and as a routine. Yeah. God is unfair. Yeah, ne? God is unfair. If you have a wife or a husband, morning, morning. 
Alfunuko mchela kuti upizi. Yo yo being proposed. Yo being proposed. Yo 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 being proposed. Yeah. And and what happens? The more you think about it, the more weaker you become. Have you ever have you noticed? Yes sir. The weaker you become, the more the more vulnerable you become. It's like you can't think anymore. So what must I do? That's why I told you if you don't live intentionally, it's easy for you to be taken out uh, 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 easily by that. If you don't have structure, it's easy to be taken. So what must you do? Do what you do every day. Do? Do what you? As though that thing does not exist. I didn't say it does not exist. I said as though means it, it, it doesn't do anything to you. You know when you st- start practicing this when you are poor because you can't practice it when you are rich you can't practice it when you, when when you are poor when you have no money be happy because if you can be happy when you have no money money will not change you when you have it yeah. <clears throat> because if If you can't be happy when you don't have money, when you have money you'll be over happy. Uzo khlanyisa. Nothing external. Nothing external should be a stimuli for your character that means you, your character should remain constant irrespective <coughs> these are the dynamics of the faith life these are Usawa no keep his smile. For in, one must keep. Uchai, do keep a lot smile. It's not how you live. If you want things to change, you see. If you want to nullify the power of your present circumstance it should not affect you. So how what do you do? Faith. That means you live with another life. Is is not in denial. It's rejecting the power of circumstances to rule over you. It will help your life your finances 
If you are married, it will help your marriage. It will help uh, your plans, your goals, your... Because, listen, if, you, if, if what you think, right, is sponsored by what you are going through, you are not controlling your thoughts. You are hijacked. And that way you can't think straight. You can't do what you want to do. Why? Because you are hijacked. You are hijacked. And some of you have soul strokes. In your soul, like... Ushai soul stroke. Shiny. Look at look at your neighbor. Ask him. Ask him or her. So great. Muti so great. Muti say so great. Ukula. Muti is ukula lo gukfigel. Muse. Muse. I'm you need to now re uh, rehabilitate, uh, rehab, uh, rehab your mind now to, to function right. And it takes time. That's what is happening with some of you. That's so, so shyly, so strong. Now you're in rehab. And and if if you're not careful, utori laps. Utori laps. If you're not careful, utori laps. My levels of happiness are the same, whether or not I have zero or I have ten. My levels of happiness. My levels of generosity are the same whether at zero or whether at ten. Why? I don't live with zero. I live with ten. So even when I'm with zero, zero doesn't affect me because I don't live there. Why do I go down to zero? To, for fuel. Zero gives you fuel. Zero reminds you why 10 is important. And when you are 10, 10 reminds you that zero is important. So you move between zero and 10 through life as a reminder. Because if all you have is 10, you are Nebuchadnezzar. And soon enough, you'll be like the beasts. You'll be like that. That's beyond, below human level. Mumai Nasco.